are listening to the Willpower Podcast. Welcome to the show. I am Will Holdren, and I talk with some of the most influential CEOs, entrepreneurial leaders, and thought leaders to try and reveal the secrets that has led to their success. I believe that with the right knowledge and mindset, you can do anything you set your mind to. So if you want to learn how to change your life for the better, if you want to learn how millionaires actually became wealthy, or if you want to develop and start your own business from the ground up with the right knowledge to help you, then you are in the right place because this is the Willpower Podcast. Hey. No way that we go is a one-way street. Nothing that we love is a one-day key. And if we gon' do it, we gon' do this now. And if we say we gonna, we gon' hold this down. No way How's it going, everyone? My name is Will Holdren, and I'm the host of the Willpower Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest on, and her name is Carrie Long. And Carrie is actually a realtor based out of Virginia, and she was with Rose and Waffle. So it was an honor to have her on here today. On here today. So Carrie, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited. Of course, my pleasure. And so to start off, I kind of want to go into your childhood a little bit, so we can kind of talk about what your childhood was like and how it helped turn you into who you are today. Uh, yeah, so um, I grew up in a very small town in Virginia. Um, I affectionately say it's a one stoplight and a 7-Eleven, although since now that 7-Eleven is closed. <laughs> um, I graduated with 17 people. So when I say a small town, wow. it was a small town. Um, but I had um, international uh, an international mother. She was a Navy mom. And um, my grandparents were... Um, Chinese and Portuguese and German and Spanish and, you know, this big melting pot of people. So uh, she grew up in Hawaii and she met my father in this little town and they decided to stay there. So I always say that I grew up in a small town, but I didn't have like small town exposure. So um, I grew up eating international food. You know, we it was important to her that we learned about the world and traveled, you know, to places. And uh, my dad worked for the nuclear power plant not far from our house. And um, I grew up with him working anywhere from, you know, 50 to 60 hours a week. And uh, I got my work ethic from him. And um, I had my first babysitting job when I was 12. And my first uh, paycheck job when I was 15. I actually worked at the one little pizza shop in town. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't old enough to serve beer. So the chef in the back, the pizza chef had to come out and serve beer for me because I was, you know, I couldn't do that. But I waited tables and um, I've worked ever since. Wow. Well, I thought my, 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 my town was small. I have 40 people in my graduating class, but 17 is just like half the ass. <laughs> I can't even imagine what that's like for you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's uh, well, and it's a rural community. And I always joke, nobody ever believes me. But um, our senior skip day was the first day of hunting season. So I mean, it was, you know, you grew up there and you were either going to be you're going to be working your family's farm, Um, you might go work at the plant or the uh, shipyard, which was, you know, 45 minutes away, or if you were lucky, uh, you or you wanted to, you would go to college. Um, so I went to college. I went to uh, the University of Virginia. It was the only school that I wanted to go to. And um, I did. And uh, I was going to go to medical school. That was what I told everybody I was going to do. So I went there. I uh, majored in biology. And um, I could, you know, again, remember small town. So I go to this really huge school and um, had a great time. Um, 
<laughs> I graduated, um, but I uh, lost my love for medicine because I decided that I really like people, but I don't like seeing people suffering. And I didn't like seeing people hurt or have to have conversations with them about death or illness. So I said, um, yeah, so I'm not going to do medicine. So I moved to Richmond, Virginia, um, you know, our capital, because I wanted to live in a city. And um, I started working and then I started grad school. I thought maybe I could take that biology degree and do something else with it. Like I had this vision of being like a CSI or something like that. <laughs> and uh, a semester into it, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not sure this is for me either. So I just worked for a little while. Um, I did the proverbial, you know, waiting tables. Um, I got married really young. I got divorced not soon after that. And my uh, ex-husband is how I ended up in Hampton Roads. Um, he wanted to move down here to be closer to his family. At the time, uh, my first sales job ever, I was actually selling wedding gowns. And I got recruited to sell them from a woman that I waited tables on. Um, she said, hey, you'd be great. Um, I'm opening this bridal shop. Why don't you come work for me? And I did that for five years. And uh, then, you know, met my husband, moved down here. We split not soon after moving here. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? So I uh, decided I was going to get my MBA. I loved business. I loved selling. Actually, I really enjoyed selling wedding gowns. It sounds crazy because it was crazy. Um, but I was very service oriented. I was very much about I never cared about what the price of the dress was or anything about that. It was more about what that person's dream and goal was, you know, like a woman, most women, you know, think about their wedding day. Right. So I ended up in a customer service job actually for an insurance company um, and did that for a while and then uh, finished my MBA and ended up working for um, one of the largest defense contractors in the country um, um, just randomly and wow. worked my way up in the company and decided that I was going to do HR for the rest of my life. So um, it was kind of a big shift. I finished my MBA and, you know, then I had these goals. I was going to be the vice president of HR and I was going to do corporate America uh, for the rest of my life. Gotcha. And yeah, so kind of, uh, kind of funny, <laughs> you know, <laughs> life throws you kind of twists and turns of um, things. And uh, I reached a point in my career where I wanted to do more and the company was kind of shifting in different directions. So I always say the universe makes um, things available to you. It's just whether or not you're open to receive them. And um, on a lark, I put my resume on uh, LinkedIn and I got contacted by a headhunter. So I went to go work for um, the US Navy as a contractor. And I was like, this is so great. I can reinvent myself. Um, and here's the funny thing about working for a government contractor. Government contractors can lose their contracts. And um, that happened about ooh, five months in to that job. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Here I am. I have an MBA. Oh, and I had gotten another master's degree in HR. And I went to this big university. And what am I doing um, you know, with my life? So I reached out to um, the realtor who helped my husband and I buy, um, my current husband and I buy the house uh, that we're in now. 
And I said, hey, listen, I know that you're a really successful real estate agent and it looks like you could use some help. Um, I'm really good at organizational development. In fact, I have a degree in that and you know, made her this like seven page prospectus of how I could join the team, help the team. Um, I told her what I wanted my salary to be. I told her I wanted to get my license and that I was going to eventually be a real estate agent and I was going to add value to her team. Um, and she hired me and that was six years ago. Wow. That is um, definitely a very interesting come up. And just from hearing your story, like I love how you were able to just get your degree, go into a job, even though you didn't like you, you spent all this time getting a degree, just going to that job, you still didn't like you, decided, okay, I'm going to do what's right for me, what's going to make me happy. So you had to switch out of that and go in a completely new direction. And then you just kept on doing that. And that's just cool to see. Um, so like talking with you, like those experiences, like what was it like just, you know, switching careers, like starting in something completely new? Like, was that hard to do? Did you have a lot of backlash people around you, even though you're like, you got your degree in MBA in a different field and decided <laughs> not to go into there with that? Like, what was yeah. that? Um, it, there was, there was actually a lot of like, what are you doing? Like, do you have a path? But, um, mm -hmm. you know, kind of what you said, it's like, it's this thing where if you feel that something's not right in your gut, you know, like you feel like, you know, I'm not, you know, I, and I hate to use the word happy because it's not really about happiness. It's more like about fulfillment, right? Because mm -hmm. I feel like I get my happiness and my joy for my family and my friends, but I get fulfilled by my career. And that fulfillment is more about who am I helping, right? And so for me, some people would say like, well, you know, what does that mean? But if I'm not getting fulfilled by this or I don't feel like I'm giving back to people, and if you know anything about human resources, which I was doing for a while, it's not super fun to walk into work and tell people, hey, you're fired or hey, you're written up or hey, you've, you know, and that was the kind of work that I was doing. So um, and then people were like, well, how could you turn away like, you know, this big job? And I was making pretty good money. Um, and what I said was, I got to do what's right for me, because if I'm not fulfilled, then I'm going to bring that home with me. So then I can have happiness because then my family and my friends are going to know that I'm unhappy, um, right. you know, not fulfilled. And I'm going to take that into the rest of my life. And uh, I just said, hey, you got to just watch me. Um, watch what I do. And um, yeah, and here I am. Yeah, that's a great point. And I'm glad you really brought that up, too, because I feel like a lot of kids nowadays, they go to college, get that degree, and they feel like they're kind of stuck in that major, in that, you know, side of business, corporate America. And they never really make that switch. And then next thing you know, you're 20 years down the road and you're still with the same company you know, you're doing the same old yeah. thing, like same day, nine to five. So um, it's cool to see like how it can change. Like if you just decide to follow your heart and things are still going to work out in the long run, you know, you can find other opportunities that, you know, could pay you and still work out and make you happy at the same time, which is what it's all really about, like fulfillment, like you're talking about. Um, yeah. And so when you decided to go into real, like um, real estate and you sent your resume kind of to that realtor, like what was that like? Like you just obviously sent it to her like out of the blue, like, yeah, I well, you know, like I said, I mean, I had a relationship with her. She was the agent that saw, sold my house to me. She actually, um, my husband at the time was a volunteer EMT. Um, so just a fun point, Virginia Beach um, is the largest volunteer um, rescue squad in the country. And mm -hmm. my husband um, grew up in Connecticut and he has always been an EMT volunteer. So he was volunteering. So that's how he met her. And I was like, you know, hey, I'm going to write this like seven page you know, basically like why this thing for her. And um, I called her and I said, hey, I'd like to take you out to lunch and I want to talk to you about a business opportunity. And um, I slid the proposal across the table and I talked to her about what my plans were. And I basically said, you know, hey, like you have this team, 
you're super busy. You don't have any time for your family. You, know, you tell my husband how stressed you are and you want to grow the team and you don't, you need policies and procedures. And I was like, that's my wheelhouse. That's my jam. I can do that. <sighs> um, you know, and um, I had a plan with dates and timelines, like, you know, I'm going to do this for this much and I'm going to do this for this amount of time. And, you know, I'm going to um, give you some, write some policies for you, you know, organize, you know, create. And I created myself a position and I became the executive director of her team. Wow. And uh, yeah. And then, you know, I got my license and hit the ground running with that. So I was running the team and then building my business at the same time. And um, she was happy to have me because I sort of was a filter between her and the other agents on her team because there was somebody else who could go, yeah, no, that's not how we do it here. You know, or here's some training or here's some, you know, some different things. So I did, I created training modules, um, started researching different technologies, things that we could do to, to improve the level of service we were providing to our clients. And um, yeah, and it uh, took off from there. Gotcha. And so I'm assuming you had a salary, right? When you first get started with her, like doing the policies and that kind of that side of things. Um, so then when you got your license, did you still have that salary? Or were you just going purely commission then at that point? Um, I actually sort of, so in that plan was a slow decline of that salary. So basically I said, you know, Hey, I'm going to take this salary um, for three months. And then after three months, I'm going to get my license. And then, you know, you're going to pay me this much. And then, yeah, I was pure commission um, after that with like a small stipend, I would call from her for the some of the work that I was still doing for her. So um, I did that. Um, so I started with her in um, in October and got my light, got my license around the same time because I was studying for my license while I was work doing some work for her on the side before I even left my company. Announced to the Navy that I was leaving to be a real estate agent. So that was interesting. Um, but it worked out because actually the director of that department ended up being a client of mine years later and I sold her condo. So, um, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah. And then I was just, yeah, hundred percent commission. And, um, it's a little scary. I think maybe some people on the surface, but I think right. for me, it was, I knew every morning if I wanted to get a paycheck, I had to work. So, right. And it hasn't failed me yet. Yeah, that's awesome. And like, to me, I think this was like your first real estate and like entrepreneurship. Like you said, you didn't really have a salary. I think you said you had a sales job before, which might've been commission. But for this, like you said, like you're totally off the salary, totally depending on yourself to make your own like compensation to be paid at the end of the day. So what was that change in mindset like for you when you're going through that period? Because obviously, you know, not a lot of people can make that transition or even make it as a realtor. So what was that like for you? Um, so I think it was it was definitely a mind shift. It was just the idea that, you know, usually most people, you know, right, you uh, kind of like what you alluded to, right? You go to college, you get a job, you get your salary, you know, you get your paycheck every two weeks or, you know, or twice a month or whatever it is. And and then you're just kind of on that what I call like a hamster wheel just every day. Right. And I just didn't want to be on the wheel. So I knew that I was in charge of my own destiny and and I am the type of person that if you tell me I can't do something, I'm, I'm probably going to do it anyway and actually do it better <laughs> because I just don't, I like the challenge. Um, right. And so, you know, I do appreciate my husband was super supportive because I basically said, Hey, I'm going to quit my six figure job and go sell real estate with this lady that you run rescue squad with. And he was like, I'm sorry, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, but it really was like, but it was the freedom of working for myself. Right. It was that idea that, you know, I could mold and make this kind of into it. Cause even though I was working 
kind of for, I was working more with her, right? We were building stuff that we were both going to utilize. So it was that idea that I really wasn't doing it on my own per se. I had somebody who had, you know, some more experience in the business than I did. You know, she had some, you know, she was really like a mentor. And then I was delivering her value by designing some of these things that, like I said, that we use later for the team. And it just, you know, it was kind of a win-win. And then every day I put my feet on the floor. I'm like, I'm going to make money today because, you know, that's what, that's what you have to do. But I also say that saying that in all of this, it really hasn't been about the money. It's been more about, like I said, that fulfillment. I wanted to do something where I felt like I was helping people that they were going to value the service that I provided for them. And then they were going to tell five or 10 other people. And that was how I was going to build my business. So yeah. I've never bought a lead. I've never paid for an ad. <laughs> wow. Um, I've built my business just like that. Wow. That's pretty impressive. And just like you're talking about, I think you came into the real estate industry like the perfect way. You know, you had a mentor kind of set up. You're learning with her side by side. So when you did get your license, you weren't starting from scratch pretty much. You had a basic understanding like how to go, where to start, what to do next, that kind of thing. So I think that was a huge part of it. And yeah. so um, when you got your license, like how long did it take you to get your first deal? Uh, so let's see, I was licensed in October. I had my first closing February of the following year. And um, it actually was um, the, mo the most interesting transaction you'd ever have. It was actually a foreign buyer um, who had his son had to buy on his behalf. And it was just this random person who called my real estate company one day. And I happened to be on the opportunity desk, you know, taking phone calls for the brokerage. Wow. And, and then my um, first ever real client was actually a friend of mine who... Um, wanted to build her dream house and said that she couldn't find land because in Virginia beach land is really hard to come by. And I said, well, who said you need to buy land? Let's buy a house and tear it down. And that's what we yeah. did. <laughs> we, we bought a house and tore it down. So I had, she closed uh, the first week of February and that other closing was the second week of February. Nice. And then my first full calendar year of real estate, I had 17 deals and the average agent in their first year is usually three to four deals. Oh my gosh. Were you like rookie of the year or something after that? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, well, that's the thing. Like when you're on a team, so the structure is a little bit different. I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a big deal. My brokerage made a big deal of it for me. Um, but you know, you sell as a team, you, you know, work as a team. And then um, in comparison, so last year I had um, my first year real estate. I think my average sales price was 220,000. Last year, I had 22 transactions and my average sales price was 385000 So um, it's not necessarily about the quantity. It's about the quality. Um, yeah. So and what their yeah. sales price are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you're showing growth then from where you first started to where you are now. So that is cool to see. Um, and so something you mentioned is that you never actually bought a lead, which I think is pretty impressive so like how exactly do you buy lead or get leads anyway do you like call up family and friends like hey i'm really got lead. I got sales or what's that look like for you so i am um at this point i'm 90 percent referral so um if you are a client of mine it's because you know somebody that i know um i've you know i've met you at a party or an event um i accept party invites and you know any sort of social event i love i love people i love going out and doing things um, and then my past clients, of course, um, I, you know, have relationships with them that 
span, obviously the years, actually um, on Friday, I just took uh, 10 of my top clients and friends out for a really nice dinner, just a ladies night. So my ladies clients, um, you know, three course meal with a wine tasting, just to thank them for being such great customers and clients. And I touch base with my clients consistently and continuously, and they just continue to send me business. And then that other 10% is, uh, you know, open houses and, you know, making sure that the neighborhoods that I work in, whether I live there or I've worked there because I've had a listing there, that they know I'm a real estate agent and I'm available to help them. So, yeah, I mean, I've the first thing I did actually when I joined uh, my team leads team was I had her cancel her lead generation bill. And I said, you don't need this. Um, <laughs> we can do this without it. And we we never we never have. That's crazy. 90 percent referral. I mean, that's like incredible. I don't know what the industry standard is, but I feel like it's definitely got to be higher. You know? so. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not 90. Yeah, people are usually pretty impressed when I tell them that. But I'm like, you know, I yeah. it's 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 a testament. Like I said, my clients are super loyal. You know, I treat them like uh, most of my clients become my friends in, in the truest sense of the word. You know, they call me when things are exciting. They invite me to stuff. I get I get wedding invitations, you know, baby announcements, you know, I mean, but I'm a part of their life. I mean, if you think about it, real estate, it's the most money you'll ever spend in your life. So, I mean, wouldn't you want that transaction to be handled by someone who genuinely cares about you? And I genuinely care about my clients. Right. So I feel like they get that. And then, you know, I follow up with them until they tell me not to. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> remarkable. And um, how long did it take you to get to that 90% referral, like, success rate? Because obviously, like, when you start out, like, you're not going to be at that 90%. Yeah. You know what, I mean? so what was that starting yeah. out phase for you, like, to get to that 90%? Uh, so, yeah, to get to that 90%, you know, I keep track, obviously, of where all of my transactions come from. So, you know, like, I had that one friend um, that, you know, like I said, I helped, you know, with her, with her house. And that first year, most of my uh, transactions were, um, you know, open houses um, that I met people, you know, I held other people's houses open because I really didn't have a lot of listings. Um, and then friends of mine would, would send my name out to people or what have you. Um, so I probably started, I think that first year, I think of the first full year of transactions, like two were people that I knew. They were like what we call our personal sphere. Right. Um, and then that probably started changing around like year three, because I've been in real estate almost about five and a half years now. So about year three, um, it starts to shift because the average person, especially in this market, um, is usually about four to five years. People are ready to make a move. Um, in my case, I had clients that were military who bought, you know, before they had kids or maybe it was um you know, they bought because they moved to the area because they wanted to buy, they didn't want to rent. And now suddenly they want to sell and they want to buy something else. And that's sort of how that snowball continued. And then, you know, they would be happy with me. So they would come back to me and then they would tell their sister, you know, they would tell their friend. Um, I had a transaction actually last year that was a couple that I helped buy a house. They divorced and I helped him buy a house. And then she wanted to buy a house with her new boyfriend. So it, and I was their agent for all of those transactions. Wow. So, um, I mean, yeah. It so it's like just, this, right? yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, but they, you know, but I, like I said, my clients, they know that they uh, can trust me. That's important. Um, they can tell me anything and they do. Um, because, you know, you're not just a real estate agent. You're, you know, probably seen the memes, right? You're a therapist, you're a counselor, mm -hmm. you know, you're, yeah. all these people to them. Um, and I try to be that more. 
Right. And so another reoccurring theme is that I'm seeing for you is that it's obviously like building relationships and making sure that every client that comes through you has like the best experience possible. And that's how you get more referrals going down the road. Um, so how do you kind of like get into the spot of like having and building a great relationship with like each one of your clients? Like, what are you doing? Like sending out birthday cards, that kind of stuff every day? Like, because you said you get invited to like the weddings <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Like, how, do you, how do you get to that spot to be in your life like that? Uh, so I do. I mean, I pay, I, too, I pay attention. So I listen. I think that's like the biggest thing. Like, I think like whatever business that you're in, if you're if you're dealing with people, you need to listen. Right. You need to pay attention to what's important to them. So. You know, if I have a client who says, oh, my gosh, Carrie, like I love um, popcorn, like popcorn is just like the best. And I just eat popcorn every day. Then, you know, three months into them buying a house, I might ship them like a popcorn, you know, bowl and some stuff. You know, I have, you know, birthday cards, obviously I do that. Um, you know, I'm intertwined with most of my clients on social media, you know, Instagram and Facebook. I find out what they're doing. You know, sometimes I'll send them little notes, little congratulations. I keep track of anniversaries, you know, uh, new babies get little gifts. You know, I send little gifts along the way when my clients are in the middle of a transaction because buying a house and selling a house is stressful. So just little touches. Um, and one of the things that um, I'm very proud of is that when when you buy or sell a house with me, so I'm from the South, of course, um, in, in my little town and my grandmother who on my father's side, whenever we would have any sort of celebration, like a baby shower or wedding or something like that, my grandmother would make pimento cheese. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's like, you know, cheese. And um, I think traditionally it's mayonnaise and like pimentos or like little red peppers. And it's like a spread. I hand make that for every one of my clients and I put it in a container and I give it to them at closing. <laughs> So, um, and then I never bring like one of those big, crazy gift baskets typically, um, unless it's, you know, specific to that client. And then I and follow up with them at three months, at six months, at nine months, and then at a year. And then at a year, my clients either get like some special gift or if it's a family, um, I pay for them to have their family pictures taken. So it's, you know, again, I get blessed immensely by them purchasing or selling a house with me. And I want to give that appreciation back to them in a way that, you know, they yeah. feel like they're valued. And, um, you know, just today I got a note because I, I have a, a gift program that I send now to some of my top clients. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I got your gift today. It just made my day. And uh, that's important to me. I want, I want to make their day. Hmm. I love that. And it's really like what separates you as a realtor from other realtors, too. And obviously that's how you grow and prosper. And um, I can, I feel like a lot of realtors like, oh, I don't want to spend all this money on gifts because I got to do it for all my clients and it adds up to be a big toll at the end of the day. Yeah. But like you're saying, like when you sell a house, like that's like a $10,000 check and you're spending like what, $50 on that? Like that's like, that's worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? so. yeah, absolutely. Because here's the thing, like, so, and also to my little town, um, we, there's a, a peanut, peanuts are a big thing in my little town. They're peanut farmers, right? So my clients, they always get peanuts at Christmas. And I say, you know, from my hometown to yours, and it just so happens the gentleman who runs the peanut company now we went to high school with. Um, so that's great, right? Local businesses are important <laughs> to me too. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I spend, yeah. So it, let's just say I spend $2,000 on peanuts sending to all of my past closed clients. I mean, yeah. And they're going to send me a client and a referral and they're going to send me, an, you know, like you said, you know, a transaction that's eight or $10,000. 
So I look at it, I get spend $2,000 to make my clients happy when there's agents out there that are spending $2,000 a month for leads from right. one of the big companies. I, I feel like I'm winning. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, why not bless the people who blessed you instead of, you know, working with a bunch of strangers that, you know, are come across a, uh, you know, your phone or, you know, your computer. Um, Cause you know, I meet strangers, but I meet them at open houses. Right. I mean, every once in a while, I'll have somebody reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Well, you know, you've seen what kind of person I am on Insta or Facebook. So it's not like we're really strangers per se. You know what I mean? It's not just some right. random dude going, hey, I'd like to buy a house. So, right. Well, obviously, your methods are working. So, <laughs> so good job with that. Yeah, um, absolutely. And now, uh, before we run out of time, so I have a couple more questions for you. So, one, overlooking everything you've done so far, I mean, in your opinion, what is the best advice that you have received? Best good advice, would you say? Uh, the best advice that I've ever received is uh, don't do anything for the money. The money will come. Love you know, that. Do, yeah. Awesome. And then uh, on the other side of that, what's the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, don't go into real estate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. There you go. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um, and then my last question is, what are some of your goals that you're going to get accomplished in the next couple of years? What do you hope to plan to achieve? Oh, gosh. So um, I actually had a really good friend who um, had us all. We had a vision board party. So I used to not. I've never done one of those before. This is the first year I did one. So I'm looking up at the one in my office. Um, I own a rental right now, an investment property. I'd like to you know, own one or two. Um, being in this business, it is about building wealth. So and you need to create other sources of income for you because you do never know when the market um, might shift. I mean, I'm an amazing agent, but, you know, things could change. Um, you know, there have been periods of time in real estate where things have gone up and down. Um, and I really want to um, uh, get my son to college. He's a freshman in high school. So uh, that is like a big thing. He wants to go like so I'm not like making him go. <laughs> but um, it's so uh, my goal is to get that completely paid for. And um, I'm almost there. That's awesome. Congrats with that. That's super Thanks. cool. And um, before we hop off, is there anything else that you would like to say? And if people want to reach out to you, how can they find you? Uh, so um, I uh, just want to say I appreciate this opportunity. I love having a chance to talk about what I do. Um, my tagline is I love what I do and I do love to do it for you. And that's how I live my life. Um, you can find me on Insta. I'm CDK UVA because my UVA roots have not gone by. And it's uh, Carrie Long Realtor. And it's uh, very easily www.carrylongrealtor.com. Awesome. All right, guys, there you have it. Carrie Long, thank you so much for joining me today. Say we gonna, we gonna hold it's this better fate.